Welcome to the Soul Urge Podcast, a show for women who are fed up with listening to conventional wisdom that's just not working. Instead, you're ready to listen to your own inner voice and step more deeply toward what you really want. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach Jennifer Hooper. Let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome back. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to maintain connections with others in a very polarized world. This is something that's been on my mind. I've been thinking about for a long time. Honestly, I don't know, a year probably. And last year, it seemed to me that the world was even more divisive and polarized than it is right now. But I still think that this is a good topic of conversation and discussion at any time. But before we dive in, I want to start this episode with what's been on my mind lately. And I don't know about you, but I am still feeling the energy of the new year. I'm breathing in its newness. I'm feeling its expansiveness and its possibility in both my mind and my body. Do you feel it? Are you able to just experience what's ahead now before it happens? That's something that I'm working on. And I'm recording this in January of 2022, but you might be listening to it at another time. And that's okay. I want you to sink into the possibility of your current year, no matter what year it is or what time of year it is. There's always so much possibility around us if we're willing to look. Now, I live in Southern Arizona, right on the border of Mexico. And in this region, we have big skies and tall, majestic mountains. You can see for miles in any direction. It's kind of funny. It's really flat and it's really mountainous at the same time. (laughs) And as you can imagine, being in Arizona, it's typically sunny here too. We have the most amazing sunrises and the most amazing sunsets. But on the last day of 2021, we had a torrential downpour. There were dark, broody clouds everywhere and obviously rain. And because the rain and the clouds are so rare here, except in monsoon season, it felt really dramatic and it was really cold. It was chilly outside, at least by our standards, not by my former Maine standards. And as I was staring at the rain outside my window, I asked my intuition, what does this rain represent? I always like to ask that question when things come up in my life. And almost immediately, do you know what my intuition said? It said, it's a cleansing. It's a washing away of the old to beckon in or to make space for something new. And ooh, I love that answer. (laughs) In that moment, I became so grateful for the rain and the clouds and also grateful for the earth for soaking up and absorbing all of the negativity of 2021. Because I know that the earth is able to take that energy and recycle and repurpose it and put it to much better use. And the symbolism was such a great framing of circumstances that I could have perceived as quite negative. I mean, do we really like rainy days? Do we really like storms? I loved the feeling. And as if that wasn't enough magical goodness, I have to tell you about the very next day, the first day of 20, 
22. On that first morning of the year, outside my windows, there were bright, vivid, magnificent rainbows arcing across the sky. There was a full arc outside my kitchen window covering miles of big sky. And it just seemed to be vibrating with magnificence, especially with the tall mountain peaks in the background. I did take pictures, but you know, the cell phone camera never does justice to such beauty. So I don't think they're worth sharing. But anyway, a little while later, maybe an hour, I took my dog Lucky out for a drive. He loves to be on the go. And as I was driving, the rainbows seemed even more vivid and majestic. I honestly have never seen such vibrant colors. And when I drove in one direction, there was a double rainbow in front of me. And when I drove in the other, my rearview mirror was just filled with like super bright, vivid, rainbowy colors. It was really spectacular. And so then, of course, I had to ask my intuition, well, what do these rainbows represent? And again, my intuition gave me an answer. The answer was new beginnings, treasure in 2022, a fresh start. Mm, I got goosebumps then, and I'm getting goosebumps again now. And I also had a realization. I realized that even though we can't see rainbows in the sky every single day, it doesn't mean that they're not there. Think about it. Rainbows become visible to us when light is refracted. And light is everywhere. So just because the light isn't being refracted in every single moment, it doesn't mean that the possibility of the rainbow isn't there or that it doesn't exist at all. It just means that the light isn't being refracted in that moment. And then I took it a step deeper and realized that opportunities in our life are just like that. What do I mean? I mean that sometimes we have opportunities all around us, but we can't see them. We can't see those either because we are unaware of them because of our state. Maybe we're angry or frustrated or sad or disappointed, but it doesn't mean that new career options, new clients, abundance, other types of opportunities aren't there. It just means that we can't see them. So the gem that I want you to take away from that is that when we clean up our state, and what I mean by that is our emotional and mental construct in the moment, when we clean it up, then we are able to see new possibilities around us that we didn't even know were there. So maybe you're wondering, okay, Jennifer, that sounds great, but I don't understand where my state comes from. And uh, I want to talk about that in a couple of minutes. So sit tight for a minute. The short answer is that our state comes from our filters. But I want to wrap up just this rainbow opportunity storm story because I felt like it was such juicy goodness, a good representation or amazing symbolism of cleansing out the old from last year and welcoming in the new of the new year. So noodle on that while you're thinking about what you want out of 2022. Okay, so let's get back to the other topic I want to talk about, which is maintaining connections with people when we are at opposition. 
And when I say connection, I'm talking about with people that we care about, especially, right? Our family members, friends, coworkers, people you want to continue to have a civil relationship with. And I thought a good way to talk about this is through a story, a true story that I experienced last summer. I guess I want to start by saying that I am very lucky and blessed to have good connections with my family. I feel loved, I feel supported, I feel accepted, and I work hard. Well, it's not that hard, actually. (laughs) I work to offer the same in return. And in this case, I mean my mom and my brother, his family, my kids, and my husband. These are the most important relationships to me. And even though we have good relationships, it doesn't mean that we always agree. In fact, there's a certain subject on which some of my family members believe one thing, and some of my family members, including me, believe the polar opposite. Now, for the purpose of this story and what I want to say to it, the subject and the details of those differences are irrelevant. The content doesn't matter. And I'll also say that I'm in disagreement with my husband on this topic. We finally, it's taken a while, it's taken a long time, decided to respectfully disagree about it. Anyway, so back to vacation. There had been a question lingering on my mind for my brother about a subtopic within the topic. And we don't see each other very often, but we were gathering together in Maine and we were staying in the same family house. And even though I had this question, I did have trepidation about asking it. But at the same time, I was curious about the answer. Now, I didn't want to bring it up and talk about it around a group of people. And there was a lot of family around. And I didn't know that I'd even be able to ask the question. But then there was this moment. There was a moment of privacy between just my brother and me in the living room. I don't know where everyone else was. (laughs) But I knew it was probably my one and only time to ask him. And so I did. And again, this question came from a true place of curiosity and compassion and not judgment whatsoever. But when I asked the question, he had an immediate reaction. I don't know what he was feeling, but if I had to guess, I would say that it bordered on anger or he literally was angry. And that's not typically an emotion that my brother and I experience with each other. Well, at least not since we were kids. So in that moment, though, I realized I had to make a split second choice. I had three options. One, I could either push my curiosity and possibly perceived to be pushing an agenda. Two, I could argue with him and provide evidence of my beliefs and continue to fuel this significant emotional event for him. Or three, I could back down and let it go while still holding on to what I believed. And that's what I chose, option number three. And in fact, I even apologized to him. And here's why. I love my brother and I respect him. I'm proud of him. I honor his choices. He's a good person, a good man. And I want to continue to have a good relationship with him. Why should I care that he and his family make different choices than me? Why does that even matter? I believe that all of us, all of us are making the best decisions for ourselves with the information that we have available at any given time. And listen, we all filter information differently. 
Our filters determine how we process information or process data. And everyone's filters are different because everyone's circumstances are different. We filter information based on all kinds of things like our past experiences, our values, our beliefs, our attitudes, the language we use, the language we grew up with, so many things. So as you can imagine, no two people filter data exactly the same way. So why should I try to convince anyone of anything other than what's true for them? Because my filters, my circumstances, my experiences, the way I interpret language are going to be different for everyone else, even within the same family, even with my brother growing up in the same household. And that's okay that we have these different filters. For me, it's not important to convince or to argue or to be right. What truly matters to me is that we have mutual respect, that we all have personal choice, that we have agreements to disagree, even if they're unstated agreements. And I am open to hearing other people's points of view, but I don't want to be convinced to make a different choice if I'm not in alignment with them. So why would I do that to anyone else, right? That just doesn't make sense to me. I also think it's worth mentioning that in the moment when I received my brother's reaction, I immediately felt a reaction in my own body. My stomach dropped, like it felt so heavy in my gut. And this response provided me with an important signal. And the signal was for me to back off. Those body signals are from our subconscious. They are telling us something. It's information. And for me, it didn't feel good at all. So I decided to honor that feeling, that indicator. And that's another reason why I apologized. And together, he and I just dropped the issue. I was a little concerned about the long-term impact, but the next thing I knew, he asked me for a ride to the local pool to catch up with his kids, and I knew we were good. So what are the key takeaways that I want you to get from this story? My point is that when we are living in times of polarity and opposition and disagreement, it impacts our relationships. I mean, just a few examples of where we encounter disagreement is in politics and race relations and the, quote, right approaches to the pandemic. I mean, that's just a few. And of course, there are countless others out there. One of the questions that I ask myself when I observe places in the world where we're being divided and divisive is for what purpose? For what purpose do we create hostility, disrespect, even outright hatred? And if you find yourself in a situation like that, I want to encourage you to do something different. Ask your intuition. How can you honor yourself and your own beliefs while being respectful, kind, compassionate, or loving to others? Just ask. Hit a beat pause for a minute, it will give you an answer if you listen for it. As for me, I've kind of prepared a mini speech or a mini dialogue that uh, if I need it, I'm going to pull it out and use it and I'll share it here. Maybe it will serve you too. I want to be able to say something like, 
I'm happy to discuss this in the context of mutual respect, where we can hear each other and create connection, not separation. And if we aren't able to do that, then I care about you, I love you, but let's talk about something else. I hope that resonates for you. That is the best that I've come up with so far. I hope it serves you as much as I think it will serve me. I haven't yet had to use this, but it is in my back pocket if I need it. Don't you think that seems like a gentler, kindler, kindler, kinder approach than anger or hostility or convincing people to change their mind? I'm not specifically talking about being kinder and gentler with other people. What I'm really talking about is being kinder and more gentle on ourselves. Now, you might be thinking, what can you do if you can't get there? What if you can't get to a place of calm and relaxed and intentional with your thoughts and emotions? What if you have too much frustration or exasperation and you just can't get to that gentle place? Well, the best way is to clean up your filters. And how do you do that? The first way is to consider different perspectives. What is that person going through? How might they be perceiving the world? You might be surprised by what you get for an answer when you stop and think about it. And then also ask yourself, what's really important to you? Is it to be right or is it to have a good relationship? Can you let something go? Another question you could ask is, how do I want to feel? Like if I'm feeling this frustration and anger and hostility, what do I want to feel instead? And to feel that way, what do you have to think differently? I'm telling you that all it requires to feel better is a mindset shift. And listen, sometimes I know that that is easier said than done. If you can't get there on your own, then I suggest that you reach out for support outside of you. It could be talking to a friend or reaching out to a therapist or hiring a coach. There's so many possibilities out there. And the key is that you reach out to what feels the best for you. You have to be in alignment with the support that you need. And when you are, that's when your life will become easier and more joyful, and you'll be able to see new opportunities all around you. It's because you will have shifted your state and you will see things that you couldn't see before, just like the rainbows that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And as I wrap up this episode, I want to encourage you to really give some thought to what you want to create this year, what new opportunities you want to see all around you. Even if you set New Year's resolutions, see if you can go even deeper. What else do you want besides losing 20 pounds or making more money or exercising more? I believe you deserve to have a joyful life in all areas of your life. And the first step is to get real clear about what it is that you want and then work on shifting out of any negative states that are getting in the way. Okay, that is a wrap on this week. Next week, I have another amazing interview to share. You won't want to miss it, but for now, I will say adios and be well, my friends. Take care. Hello friends, real quick before you go, 
I'd like to invite you to connect with me one-on-one for a free Zoom call. Think of it as a mini coffee date, just the two of us. Now, why would you want to do this, you ask? Well, it's a great way to ask me any questions that are coming up for you, either about this podcast or about the type of work that I do. I'd also love to pick your brain and get your feedback about the podcast episodes that you've heard. So to get started, simply go over to thesoulurgepodcast.com, click Let's Connect, and pick a day and time that works for you. I can't wait, and I look forward to it. Thank you for joining me, Jennifer Hooper, for this episode of the Soul Urge Podcast. To view the complete show notes from today's episode, please visit soulurgepodcast.com. But before you go, make sure you subscribe to get updates on all new episodes. And last, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to let other listeners know about it. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back next week.